Hello friends and folks and welcome back to Neutral Game, your newbie friendly fighting game podcast. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. And uh, I'm Real Soviet Rare, hello. And we're here with some retro games. Uh the the you know, everything that's been going on has not been especially affording to a lot of new fighting games, but also, even setting that aside, it's just if you can't appreciate your roots, if you can't appreciate where this genre came from, uh, I was going to say something like, don't talk to me, but that's really mean. Um, uh, you can talk to me. Just probably play some old games. They're good. If you can't look back, how can you expect to look forward? Well, because those are different directions. Well, yeah, but look, <laughs> look, the thing is, a lot of retro fighting games are really bad, and it's good to sometimes remind ourselves how far we've come as a society. But sometimes they're really good. Some... Uh, we, we really <laughs> run the gamut here with our two games we have played this month. Yep. Uh, and just to um, put a little disclaimer at the start, so these games were emulated and we played them on Parsec, uh, which is a program that basically lets you one person host their like, PC and stream video to the other person, and the other person can do inputs with... Um, pretty acceptable latency so that's how we played um and also keep in mind we played all of these games for like an hour or so so we're not doing a deep dive on it i mean i could probably do a deep dive on cvs2 i've played a lot of cvs2 in my day but um not as much so that's uh of course capcom versus snk2 mark of the millennium 2001 where we played the PS2 version of that game. Um, and then we also played the PS1 uh, cl classic <laughs> uh, Kensei Sacred Fist. I wonder if people can guess which game I picked and which game you picked. Uh, well, I wrote an article about Once Upon a Time about CVS2 and why it's so good. So I think I've already given away my... And also, you streamed... Uh, some some Kensei Sacred Fist back in uh, December last year. Yeah, and you were there, so technically you were also participating in it. It's true. It's true. I uh, I think I was the one who first picked David Human, uh, thus setting off what would become a now nine month long obsession. <laughs> Just everybody's obsessed with David Human. Uh, so what what game do you want to tackle first? Let's friend. Let's let's tackle the good one first. Wow. Okay. Just you know, this is one of those dessert firsts kind of nights, huh? Yeah. You know, it's it's, right. it's it's Sunday. It's it's the end of a vacation. Uh, it's a miserable year. Let's just start with the good stuff and put away the bad stuff for as far as possible. Okay. So Capcom versus SNK two is the second one of the. Uh, Capcom vs. SNK series made by SNK. The funny thing is they, um, the names are in reverse, right? So it's, if it says, like, wait, did I get that backwards? Hang on. Now I'm doubting myself. I feel like Capcom vs. SNK is the one that was made by SNK, and then, nope, I had it backwards. That one's the one that made by Capcom. Huh. Okay. Yeah. SNK versus uh, uh, Capcom is the one made by SNK, right? Yeah, I just thought that because this is the good one, and <laughs> I usually find SNK games better. But mm -hmm. no, turns out looks like you uh, yeah looks like you have to update that article of yours. I guess so, because yeah, SBC Chaos, um, not a very good game. 
uh, interesting, but not very good. So this is a game that is about, like, what if we mashed together, at the time, the two biggest uh, fighting game uh, developers, Capcom and SNK, brought their rosters together, and didn't just bring their rosters together, but also brought their systems together in a really interesting way. Yep, I, So this is my first experience with the game. Uh, I've only heard of it, but uh, I've never actually had a chance to play it. It's it's delightful, I think. So basically, you have a whole roster of characters from both Capcom and SNK, include, like, you know, you've got Street Fighter, King of Fighters, uh, Fatal Fury, Garou, uh, uh, Samurai Showdown, uh, Darkstalkers. You've got... It's mostly Street Fighter characters, though. Mostly Street Fighter and uh, King of Fighters. But there's some some people, some some exceptions to that. It's, it's, it's kind of weird saying mostly King of Fighters characters, saying King of Fighters characters are mostly Fatal Fury and Auto Fighting and whatnot characters. Sure, sure. But, you know, listen, I'm talking to a, I'm talking to a modern audience. This is, this is a game for... No, that's the other podcast. I was going to say this is a game for kids. Uh... <laughs> Uh, this is this is your newbie friendly fighting game podcast, so I'm not going to assume a lot of genre knowledge. You know, yeah, I'm going to have you back on this one. There, there, there are a few uh, uh, token representatives from both companies where we have uh, like two samurai showdown characters from uh, the SNK side, uh, and I think get- one Goro character. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get uh, Last Blade two character in Hibiki. Yeah, you've got uh, Kyosuke from uh, Fighting. Uh, schools. Right. What's that actually called? Project Justice. Rival Schools. I think he's from Rival Schools, not from Project Justice, but maybe oh. he's from. Maybe he's. Well, whatever. They're the, the sequels to each other. It doesn't matter. Um. And uh, also, of course, we got some some special uh, characters like God Rugal. Uh, you know, some some real fancy friends. But I feel like the systems are really what make this game special which are uh, the ratio system and the uh, groove system. Yeah, the ratio system actually reminds me a lot of um, Garou's uh, top mode, like where you want to pick your character to be the most effective, uh, except here, mm-hmm. instead of picking that, you kind of pick which character you, you want to be the most effective. Yeah, it's interesting because in our games we want you know we only had a limited amount of time, so we were picking three characters every time. But the thing that differentiate differentiates it from top is so basically you have four points, and you can pick up to three characters, and you distribute those points, and that's how powerful those characters are. Um, but it's you don't have to pick three characters, so you can go one one two or one two one or two one one, or you can go two two with two characters or one three, or you can just go four. You can just have one character who's massive and scary. Um, and that's actually definitely viable. Um, I think people tend to go uh, three characters in competitive play just because of, you know, the potential of being, like, countered, right, of matchups. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, there's no assist button or anything. There's no real downside for just having one character if you're really good with that character. So it's not like Skullgirls where, like, you want three characters because you want assists at all times. Right, right. Uh, it doesn't have that that particular hang-up. So I feel like you really can explore the ratio system pretty well. And if you get to a point, like, I think that's especially helpful for playing with people who aren't getting super deep into the game, where they're like, oh, I have, I, you know, like, I, one problem I've had playing other people in, like, 
you know, KOF is them being like, okay, I figured out one character I like, and then I guess I'll just throw two other randoms on here. I don't know. Um, if that's how they feel, they can just pick one character and make them ratio four. Mm-hmm. Um, it, le- it leaves room for, for people with different comfort levels with different characters, and I think that's that's really a helpful thing. Okay. But then there's also the groove system. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm going to say I wouldn't explore the ratio system because as I was like picking characters, it never felt like I never looked at the UI and saw anything that said like, okay, you can just like not pick the other characters now. I always felt like I had mm. to pick three characters in advance. So that was a bit confusing. Yeah, I think you just have to hit basically the start button after mm. you picked one or two characters. Right, um, okay. It is, it is an old game and there are some things about the way it's set up that are less than ideal um including the groove system ah uh, the groove system is a very cool system i think where basically you pick what game you want to pretend you're from uh there's like a groove that makes you pretend like you're from the alpha series or a, from like specifically alpha 3 is one there's one that makes you pretend like you're a character from samurai showdown and this influences like your how your supers work it influences like whether you have access to like parries or air blocking or rolls or short hops it's actually pretty extensive and uh it just doesn't tell you in the game yeah yeah it's just like a list of you know a groove b c groove s groove or whatnot um so we had to look up online what's what uh, and i think i i tried all of them but i think i stuck mostly with um K-Groove, which is uh, Samurai Showdown and Mark of the Wolves, primarily because mm-hmm. those are two SNK games I'm kind of more familiar with. Like, I, I think I know them a bit better than KOF's systems, at least. Um, so that helps. Um, and how that works is uh, when your health bar or when your super meter is full, you enter a rage state and you do more damage, and then you can do a super and end the rage state uh, while it's slowly depleting. Um, and you also get uh, Just Defend from Garo, which is, if you block at the uh, last possible moment, uh, do you recover actually health from it, or do you uh, only parry it? I don't think you recover health, okay. but you do parry. Makes sense that you won't recover health. Uh, one of the things that's that's interesting is the way this has an effect on... Uh, on balance where there are like there are combinations of characters that are just like not like obviously there are characters that are better suited for other grooves but um even more specifically than that like uh you'll see that like specifically uh like a groove blanca is one of the best characters in the game and in other grooves not nearly as good or like uh like k groove uh i think it's sagat is really good in k groove um just the way those those like um because characters move lists don't change based on their groove just the you know the extra features they have access to and some extra features with extra so with certain characters are busted apparently it turns out if you give blanca the right groove blanca can do lightning roll cancel lightning roll cancel and that's just fucked up <laughs> i don't know i think he needs that in sf5 yeah, well, listen, he's also just a bad character that I think sucks, but <laughs> I've never been a Blaga fan. Oh. He's just a dumb green man. I mean, you just press one button, it's basically like Chun-Li, and you just it's a special. It's true. It's true. 
Uh, but generally, so what's what are your feelings about like the, the the feel of this of this game? I I am I am pretty well acquainted with this title, um, so I I, I want to hear hear a newcomer's thoughts first. I think it plays well, but I also think it is extremely overwhelming uh, when you pick it up because um, you, you have this entire roster of characters where you know when, when you play King of Fighters, you kind of know how characters interact but then when you throw in a bunch of these like non-snk characters you're kind of just oh wait well is is ryu good versus like i don't know iori like are they comparable um mm-hmm. and then you kind of add to this mix also the um groove system and you're not really sure how that changes because the game doesn't explain anything um so so it gets very confusing it seems there's a lot of decision decisions you're expected to make very early on um and no explanation or frame of reference for it um so that was like the first thing that worried me but uh, after like playing it for a while and you know i tried my kof teams i tried some street fighter or capcom characters i knew of uh, and so on uh, after that it kind of made more sense uh they still use some of the old inputs so that also uh, kind of uh, messed me up because I tried playing athena and she either doesn't have some moves, or some moves have different inputs than they do in 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. So there were like tiny things like that. Uh, but after I got into it, that uh, it made much more sense. Uh, and after I realized it had Eagle from Street Fighter 1, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually really good now. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, I am a big fan of the character roster of this game. Um you, I mean, I think Hibiki is one of my favorite fighting game characters ever, and she's only in this game, well, that I've played. Obviously, she's in Last Blade 2 as well. That's amazing uh, to me that, like, oh, she's your favorite, like, fighting game character, but you have actually never touched Last Blade. <laughs> well, I mean, for a long time, I was like, my favorite two characters are Hibiki and Rock, and I hadn't played Goro either. <laughs> it's kind of like, like, oh, man, I love Akuma. And it's like, oh, you play Street Fighter. Like, what? No, I play Tekken. No, I play I play uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. You know, Akuma. Exactly. The mascot. The mascot, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I find I that, that fine word. But um I, I think in general it just feels like the like it, everything about the game is very extra. Uh I think that's mm-hmm. the only way I can describe it because the uh narrator is supremely extra, always hyping it up, never shutting up. Uh the music is very uh, 2000s extra uh, the stages have a lot going on every menu has a lot going on it's just like there's this just assault of things all the time so it almost makes mm-hmm. sense that when you want to pick something you just have this uh, choice paralysis of oh I-, I guess I have 40 characters and then one mode for each character uh, okay let me just figure out what I need to do it is kind of interesting though because it does ultimately play like um, I mean you know more systems and stuff, but the pace is very KOF, um, which leads to a game where, like, despite there being a lot, like, the presentation being really extra, um, it's not that hard to follow the action, I find. Yeah. I kind of, um, I kind of, like, can't even see this game happening now between, like, Capcom and another, uh, company. Like, I kind of almost, because... We had the, you know, we had Marvel Infinite, uh, which is, you know, Marvel's Capcom uh, line. That kind of went weird. And then Street Fighter X Tekken, 
and that also kind of went weird. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, I can only see either Capcom just making a Capcom All-Stars game, uh, or, like, some other fighting game companies, like, I don't know, I, I can see Namco making some weird match of the millennium type of deal, uh, more so than Capcom right now. I mean, it doesn't feel, it does, it does feel unlikely, um, but it is actually an interesting time because, um, one, SNK is starting to sort of, you know, come back into the, the spotlight. They're starting to make games again. Um, you know, not that they weren't making games. I guess the pachinko business is very lucrative. Um, but making, you know, they're making proper fighting games and stuff again. They made KOF 14. They are, they have new announcements on the horizon. They've talked about wanting to get back to grow. They made Samurai Showdown. Um, but also, I, it's interesting timing for us recording this episode because just the other day, there was a uh, a Japanese fighting game dev stream. Did you happen to catch that? Oh, I heard about it. It was the one where they had like a roundtable discussion, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it. it was it was fascinating just because, like, I mean, the rivalry within these between these studios is is so big and seeing on the same you know virtual but seeing on the same stage like sharing like like airtime passing to each other you had uh like bandai namco koei tecmo snk capcom arxis arika arika in the same room as capcom which <laughs> given how that's gone is pretty amazing um and it seemed like coming, like watch, watching that stream and listening to them talk. It seems like, in a weird way, COVID has brought out a spirit of cooperation that could make this kind of thing possible again. Uh, I see. They finally realized that their realm is a threat, and we'll just join in to create the one Japanese fighting game to destroy all others. Please do. Nether Realm is only a threat because of story modes. Their game is not good. Ah, okay. So basically, everybody makes a game, and our <laughs> system works makes a story mode. There we go. There we go. Uh, you, you saw the announcements coming out of that, though, at least, right? Uh, I saw the uh, yeah, Tekken's getting Kunimitsu, uh, Guilty Gear is getting uh, Leo and the cool vampire samurai dude. So uh -huh. that's awesome. And then Setsuka for SF or for Soul Calibur. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty decent announcement. No mark of the millennium, though. What the hell, Capcom and SNK? Well, SNK said they couldn't announce anything right now, but very soon. So clearly, they're working on uh, uh, Capcom versus SNK to Mark of the Millennium 2020. Yeah, like I, 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 I kind of really want this, you know, straight down the middle divided versus game after playing this because the the only thing we really do have right now is you have Smash, which is here's Nintendo and friends. Uh, you have. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, guest characters in Namco Fighters, which is like, hey, uh, here's Tekken, and, you know, uh, Geese and Akuma decide to join and have some fun as well. Like, you have, like, these little, like, cameo things, uh, but you don't have anything that's literally like, no, my company's gonna beat up your company. And it's it's also to the degree that I think one of the things that makes the, like, the Capcom versus SNK, SNK versus Capcom series unique is because of this groove system and some other like elements it's not like like when you do marvel versus capcom 
what you're really doing is what if Marvel characters were in a Capcom fighter, right? Yeah. Or when you do like Tekken versus or Street Fighter versus Tekken, you're saying what if Tekken characters were in a Street Fighter game? Capcom versus SNK really does split the difference in a way with the groove system and with the way these characters are represented. You can have one character be like, I feel like I'm playing Street Fighter like Alpha, and one person <laughs> playing against you be like, I'm playing KOF. Man, like imagine having something like, um, like I don't know, like SNK versus Arc System works, and you can just like pick the Guilty Gear system for an SNK character. Or like, like, oh yeah, I'm going to play Iori, and he has access to Faultless Defense and Roaming Cancels. Right, the the that that dynamic I think is so cool, and that's part of like why I I've been so obsessed with CVS two for so long, is because I mean obviously it's a whole series, but it's the best one of the series, um, and this this idea of like, you know you, you it's not it's not asymmetrical in the fact that one person necessarily has an advantage, but it's asymmetrical in that you can choose to play different games against each other, and I just think that's so fascinating. I mean, it's it's why Mugen is so fun. Like, M- yeah. Mugen is also that, where you basically play different games versus each other. Like, when Mugen you, is the true spirit of Capcom versus NK2. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, when I say Mugen, I mean Mugen when you don't put in, like, you know, the broken-ass joke characters. Like, when you actually take Mugen and um, get the, like, repackages where they basically say, like, yeah, here's Soul from Guilty Gear, and it's literally all his, like, move properties and systems in it, and then you, like, fight versus, I don't know, Ken from Third Strike. Like, th- th- that's mm-hmm. a kind of, like, dynamic that the- this reminds me of. Can you can you now, on air, swear that you're going to have some Mugen content in December this year? Oh, God. Uh, I can try and figure <laughs> something out. I can cut this out of the podcast if you want. No, no, leave it then. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, and the other takeaway I have from playing this, aside from, you know, I want something like this now, is also just put Eagle in Street Fighter V. Eagle's so cool. Like... I didn't realize, because I just, I, I just didn't mess with him before, but... He has the perfect moveset for me, plus he looks like an arrogant asshole. Like, it's it's this, like, gentleman dude. So Eagle is, like, from Street Fighter One, and he's, like, this gentleman dude. Uh, it's kind of like something between, I don't know, Slayer and Dudley. And he has two sticks he fights with. Uh, but I think the move properties are pretty fun, where he can absorb hits while charging uh, his uh, his spinny attack with the sticks, and you don't know where he's going to attack, like up, uh, like high, mid, or low, and some other mm. stuff. And also he has terrible English, so I would like all of that in Street Fighter V, including the terrible English. There's a there's a vibe to him that you I think you pinpointed where he feels like a person who is like I got bored with normal fighting so I'm gonna pick up sticks to make this harder for myself. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Like he feels like he could punch you out, but instead he's just gonna humiliate you with two sticks. He's just gonna sit there and twirl a stick, and you're like, what? What's he? What's he do? And you try to approach, and he hits you in the head, and you're like, ow! Tr- truly, <laughs> truly, the John Wick of fighting games. Uh, yeah. He's he's great. He's still no he's still no Hibiki. Put Hibiki in more games, for God's sake. Hibiki is uh, really good. Uh, like I I was surprised when I saw her here because I also really like uh, Hibiki in Last Play. Especially because kind of the the one thing I really liked about her being there, and it's also to an extent uh, uh, Haomaru from Samurai Showdown, as where instead of going with this uh, you know rushdown approach that SNK characters do or. 
I you go more towards like an SNK neutral game approach because mm. I, I kind of feel like Street Fighter characters in general feel a bit better at neutral, but there's a distinct type of neutral you have in Samurai Shodown and Last Blade uh, that feels very interesting to see how it interacts with everybody else. Where it's uh, like you know you try to rush down Hibiki and she just like slaps you with the sword. And it's like nope, nope, stay back, nope. Yeah, she just extends that sword and you're like damn. Swords are long, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, overall good. I'd like to play more of it. Excellent. I would I would love to play more with you sometime. Uh, perhaps it's a December thing as well. Perhaps I'm making too many promises for a feature that isn't actually mine. Um, <laughs> just, just pile it all on me. Uh, but speaking of December, probably not returning, but a, a previous star... Can say the sacred fist. Mantrog, I feel like this is like in a way, this is ours together. Like if you look at some perhaps some clips from your Twitch channel, usually I'm there for this one. Uh but I feel like this is really your baby. It's it's my baby because like I so, so I mentioned maybe before on podcast how we had these arcades where you know you have consoles and you have them hooked up to TVs and um, when you pick which game you want to play, you have this like catalog on the wall, like where they kind of categorize them by genres. And mm-hmm. one of them had can say the Sacred Fist, but they didn't have a working copy, so it's apparently like the disc got scratched or something. So for years, I wondered like what the hell is can say the Sacred Fist, um, and. Uh, I didn't remember the name of it when I was looking it up last time. I wanted to play it for December. So I had to like dig like a list of PS1 fighting games, and the only thing I could remember about it was Alan because Alan wasn't the cover, like the, the <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. So it was like fighting game with pale black spiky hair dude, and eventually I found it, this, and I kind of regret finding it because it was like just disappointing. Um, so can say the Sacred Fist, also known as Boogie in Japan, which I think is the better name. Uh, developed by Capcom, sorry not Capcom, developed by Konami. Um, uh, PlayStation only, never got to the arcades, and it's essentially a Tekken clone with Virtual Fighter stuff mixed in. Which I know technically that phrase is incorrect because Tekken is a Virtual Fighter clone, but this really plays like a Tekken clone with Virtual Fighter elements to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, really, this just uh, plays like a clone. Is perhaps <laughs> just the shorthand here. It plays like that one movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It plays. It plays like like. Listen, uh, they were they were cloning Tekken, and someone was like, and someone was like, wait, you've got to deploy the clone. And they're like, we can't. He's got he's got a month left to develop. I'm like, I don't care. Send him out. No, this uh, uh th- this so so this is so much of a clone of a better thing that it actually has Steven Seagal in it, which you know is the- have Steven Seagal. Well, Douglas is Steven Seagal. He is literally a copy paste of Steven Seagal, just with a different name. Yeah. No, I said it, it does. There was no. There was no. I, uh, I was not being contrary. I know I spoke quietly, but uh, no, okay. it's super. It yeah. super just does. Yeah, which you know, Steven Seagal, the ultimate like action movie clone protagonist. Um, I mean, it also has David Hasselhoff. So it has David Hasselhoff, but like, I don't want to insult David Hasselhoff. He hasn't really done anything that wrong, to my knowledge. Fair. Aside, Fair. From, aside from being David Hasselhoff, I guess, but you know, I can't blame him for that. Um, 
But the... No, so this essentially has... Uh, you have a punch and kick button, you have a throw button, and you have a guard button. And I learned quite a lot to appreciate Tekken's uh, guard system. Because, you know, when you play Virtua Fighter and you have a guard button... Uh, the moves are very clearly telegraphed as to where they're heading and how whether you're blocking uh, high or low at any given point in time. Uh, in this game, because the tunnel is like Tekken, but it has a guard button, it's really difficult to figure out whether you're blocking high or low uh, from what we've played both like on now and on in December. Uh, but it mm-hmm. does have a cool thing with guarding where your character doesn't just like you know uh, hold back their... Um, arms and try to uh, like take in the blow uh, where it's more you know a character will be kind of like dodging left and right or will do that martial arts you know window washing thing uh, to avoid getting hit so that looks kind of cute even though it makes a lot of limbs just clip into the blocking person that's very unfair of you, Miodrog. You've taken away the one positive thing I could say about this game. <laughs> well, well, okay, but uh, here's a, he, he, I'm going to take away the other positive thing I actually like. I do like that guard actually is contextualized uh, with spacing in terms of if you're doing if you're holding the guard button and your character's doing those little like dodges to avoid getting hit, they do take uh, like a step backward. And that would have been really cool if it didn't have infinite size rings like Tekken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. This this is against all odds. There are a few ideas actually tossed in here. Um, mostly, I think it's that that guarding stuff, um, and then I guess some of the character designs are ideas. <laughs> I mean, oh god, we were before recording. We were going through some character bios because like the, these people are very mid nineties. I, I'll, I'll let you start off so I don't take any gems. Who was your uh, most memorable I mean, character? I think... I think... <sighs> it's so hard to pick. Um, I think I'll start just simple with Alan, since you started with Alan in your life. Uh, Alan, of course, the 23-year-old uh, a uh, foster child who killed his, who killed his foster father... Um, and ever since that, uh, Alan's spirit had turned cold like a devil, no longer having a care for anything in the world. Uh, and so his hobbies are destruction. He likes solitude and strong opponents. He dislikes legit society, weaker opponents, and people in general. Uh, and yeah, he does just look like Edward Scissorhands. He looks like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> like, with, with maybe, like, like, more spiky hair. That's about yeah, it. obviously no scissor hands, but yeah, you know. no. well, that would be a massive improvement if we did, if we did have scissor hands. Uh, I don't, my my uh, I I did like Heinz Heinz Streit. Uh, oh my god, I didn't realize his last name was Streit. Uh, Streit is like uh, uh, argument fight, like fight something like that. Uh, so Heinz. Uh, Born in prestigious family, well-known aristocratic ancestry, but he had quickly grown tired of his wealthy and pampered life. Um, and uh, I, I, my, my, my favorite thing about it is just that he likes Wiener Schnitzel. Like, that is, like, an official thing on his back. Like, this guy that looks like Jackie from Street Fighter, but with the, you know, before all anime protagonists had the uh, goggles, he had the little, uh, you know, Nelly uh, plaster on his cheek. 
God, remember Nelly? Mm-hmm. That was like like fucking decades ago. Uh, <laughs> uh, like he 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 likes Wiener Schnitzel and being the black sheep of the family. Uh, and yeah, dislikes his home life and people who order him around. But it's like you're called Heinz. That's like the worst name. I would hate my parents too if I was called Heinz. Uh, well, the villain, uh, Kaya Subaki, uh, his his hobby is committing evil deeds, which, buddy, you gotta find a hobby is outside of work. Um, he likes world domination and everything evil, so at least he likes his job. Uh, but he does dislike people who impede his plans. <laughs> yeah. No, these are just, like, these, these bios are amazing, and we have this character who looks like David Hasselhoff, but they probably couldn't put in Hasselhoff as a last name, so instead he's just called David Human. From Texas, USA. Uh, uh, I do love that. While this, we're we're looking at a page that calls out, it calls out that uh, Douglas Anderson is just St- Steven Seagal, but does not call out that David Human is just David Hasselhoff when it's the most obvious thing in the world. Um, and I also do think it's David Human is the best character in this game. Um, if only because I feel like Dave, David Human mirror matches are abstract art in a way that I can't help but respect. I mean, it almost plays like those wrestling games. Like, it plays like, like King because it has these chained-together throws where you have, like, like five steps to perform a throw where you have to grab a person and input and then turn them around and then do an input and then flip them over and whatnot. And you do all this for, like, 25% health bar. <laughs> Which is, like, ridiculous. It's, like, like, the convoluted parts of a grappler and, the sh- like, uh, the showmanship of a grappler, but with no damage. For sure, but it's, I think, the thing that makes it magical for me is, one, I mean, this 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 could be, this part of it could be broken for me, which is the fact that I don't understand how this game works. <laughs> um, I've, I have tried to learn... And, and I guess not particularly hard to be honest. <laughs> um, and like so, like when we have a human versus human match, and we start the chain wrestling, it's like David Human spins around the other David Human, or like grabs him around the waist, and then the other one spins around and grabs him around the waist, and repeat that like six times, and they just just keep pirouetting around each other, and you're just like, what is happening? Or the time we had the lockup where they reached out and grabbed each other's hands and still holding hands, spun their hands in a circle, and then one of them just said, oh, and it fell over and took 30% health damage. There's something very <laughs> weird about the mirror match in particular, because it feels like David Human can counter his own moves somehow, because uh-huh. like like that thing where you like grab somebody and then spin around and the other person grabs him instead of run their waist. You know, you, you can't do that with other characters. Like, that's just like, you know, he just has this move, and apparently one of the properties of this move is, oh, another David Human can counter that move with the same move uh, to continue their throw. It just gets really weird how this character is just pecked for, like, mirror matches. And it is, like, these are all, like, pretty much all of his moves are things I have seen in wrestling. It's just their, their Funhouse Mirrors version of them, right? Like, you have, you do see, like, like waist grab into reversal you don't see that seven times in a row you do see people like do the hand lock up and like spin their hands around but that's not the part that hurts them what (laughs) 
it's it's really strange, and he also plays so much differently than anybody else because you have stuff like Yugo, the main character, who's literally Kazuya. Like even some of his juggles feel like you're playing a Tekken character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's and he's also just like uh like spiked up black hair, like very pale, shirtless, with you know like beige pants and like red fingerless gloves. I mean, he just just looks like Kazuya in gameplay and fights like him too. It's really that he was probably like called Kazuya at some point, and they were like, "We can't call him Kazuya," and they're like, "Okay, well, what well, well, we do? We can't just ship this game now. We don't know how to make up names." And they were just like scrambling, looking at other fighters, and being like, "Oh shit, Bloody Roar has a main character. Call call him like that. Call him Yugo." Man, if everybody could turn into animals, this would be a much better game. Oh god, like no, this is well. There are two hidden animal characters, which is. Mm-hmm. humans with like a parrot and a penguin head uh but uh no no like this is very it's very tekkenish but it, it's very tekkenish but more leaning towards uh dead or alive or virtual fighter in terms of how many fantastical elements it has it even has like less fantastical elements than uh like because alive has the you know, Tengu bosses and whatnot, and mm-hmm. um, Virtual Fire has Drawl. Uh, this doesn't even have that. It's just, you know, people fighting, and there's an evil corp- corporation, I guess. And that's it. I don't know. I feel like uh, there's nothing more supernatural than, uh, than you know, Steven Seagal. That's 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 a that's a that's an inhuman motherfucker. <laughs> Douglas Anderson, who is uh, a government agent, a narcotics officer. I'm pretty sure um, Steven Seagal was a narcotics officer in at least one movie, probably more. Uh, hobbies: looking good. Likes: Japanese culture. Dislikes: crime. His ex girlfriend. I feel like all of those are from Steven Seagal. They probably just asked Steven Seagal what he likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't worry, his ex girlfriend is in this game. Oh yeah, you can pick like uh yes, Cindy. Yok Yoko Cindy Matsudaira. <laughs> is, is, is Cindy Just call a... her Cindy, please. <laughs> why does she have why why is she Jap- Oh, born in America the Japanese parents. Okay. Uh so she has Japanese parents, but she was born in America, so to have so they had to have like Cindy as a middle name. Okay. Oh man, she was she was uh she's a hired assassin and so she was dating Douglas Anderson and then Douglas Anderson's like, Hey listen, we've been going out for like six months, what's your job? And she's like, Oh, I'm a hitman and she's like he's like, What? I'm a cop. We have to break up <laughs> And then found out that she entered the Sacred Fist tournament and entered to beat her up. God, it's even called the Sacred Fist Tournament. Like, uh, I welcome can't... to the King of Sacred Fist Tournament. Like, this feels like a parody more than anything. Just going through this, like, you know how you had like a bunch of those sixteen bit and thirty two bit uh, parody fighting games of other stuff like Waku mm-hmm. Waku or Evil Zone. This feels like it's a parody, but nobody told them it was when they were making it. If it was, there'd be a Yoshi Bitsu in this game. I am amazed there's a sword character in this game. <laughs> like, I am genuinely blown away. Uh, 
Also, everyone follows. Nobody uses a weapon. Everyone follows the rules. Yeah, yeah. Although um, this game does have some uh, weird moments of uh, casual '90s racism, where like you know everybody looks serious and normal and whatnot, and then the uh, Chinese character is like very oh. accented features, short and whatnot. Yeah, uh, and don't worry, all he cares about is money and serving his boss. It's really, really bad. Right, right. Well, yeah. And obviously the uh, uh, the black character has an afro and sunglasses. because. And one of his likes is fried chicken. <sighs> they didn't want to mention that part, but yeah. like the, We were talking about the... Okay, so we've been, we never really talked this much about the plot and the bios of characters. <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about bios of characters in any of our podcasts. But it's just like, I, I, I can't like emphasize how generic this game feels. And how it feels like you're just playing a worse version of a game you might not even like. Like, you know, like, it feels like even if you don't like Tekken and you play this, this will just feel like you're playing a worse version of Tekken. It's almost like those, you know, dime a dozen Mortal Kombat clones you had for the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo. It feels like that. It feels like playing one of those. But just, like, for Tekken. Like, the the only fun you can have is with how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Yep. No, uh, you don't need to play this video game. You know, um, I just say just if, if you were thinking of playing these two games, just play the first one we mentioned. I mean, listen, if you wanted to like poke this game, it's worth a laugh. Yeah, but yeah. If you're like, hey, let me spend time with one of these games, just, no, don't what? do it with this one. Well, like, I was also worried that we kind of, like, like, oh, maybe we don't understand this game, maybe we didn't put enough time in it, or something like that, but I cannot find anything online about this game, like, aside from a TV Tropes page and, like, a Wikipedia entry, um, and it's... A bunch of bad reviews of it, except for official PlayStation Magazine, who said it was a 9 out of 10 great game. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't find anything about this game, like, there's no deep dive on it, like, maybe there's, like, a genius gem behind it, or something... Uh, like once you understand the systems, but I like I've I feel like I've played other games that felt all right, but then you can read about them and they're oh actually like very deep. Uh, that's mm-hmm. usually the like when I play something old that I like, but I'm not sure about it. Like I, I end up finding uh, communities around it that kind of like talk a bit more about review and whatnot. But this is just like it's not like Kusuge level. It's not like oh god, this is you know, the worst thing ever. Like, you know, what was it called? Tau, the Sacred Fist, the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's not like, it's not like, like, like bad Rise of the Robots level that you're gonna play for laughs. It's just like, it's it's boring bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a, just a mess of a game. I, I did mention when we were playing, I wonder if Konami, uh, actually, is this before or after Silent Hill? Now I'm kind of curious. 98... Sun Hill had to have been before 98. Because I have this feeling that... Uh, no, Sun Hill was 99. Okay, I had this theory that uh, they made Buck with uh, uh, Silent Hill 1, and they were like, oh, if we could clone Silent Hill uh, and earn a lot of money, we can clone other things to make a lot of money. Um, 
But I guess it was the other way around. They cloned Tekken and were like, shit, maybe we shouldn't clone fighting games. What, what's the other thing Capcom made? Like, uh, that they made Resident Evil? Okay, clone that. And then it worked. <laughs> I don't know. This is just, like, really bad. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, it's... <sighs> I mean, I don't have to, I don't have to tell Meadrog this. You are a professional video game developer. But making games is very hard. It takes a lot of work. It's so easy for it to go wrong. It's so complicated. And I don't feel good dunking on games. And so, like, I want this to be, you know... I, I guess I always want it to be clear that I'm not here to, like, chew out the developers. Though, actually, your representative, representation of Zoe is just really racist. And you should, you know, rethink your lives. But... It's just a really bad game. I mean... How I how I view it all is is like I, I don't think we're something like like individual devs here. We're just insulting like you know the uh, company that just like saw this through from beginning to end. Then that's Konami, and I guess Konami are big boys with big pants, and obviously there's just a form of criticism, which is okay. Like we're not saying like yeah, this is you know please never touch a fighting game again or something like that. It's just like yeah, this. Uh, 25 no 22 year old fighting game is actually not that great sorry you had to learn it this way in the year 2020 of our lord yeah how how could you they work so hard and you you break their hearts like this 22 years later yeah um but no i think it's like like legit criticism especially like the more time passes i'm pretty sure the people who worked on this most of them have probably gone on to make better things also, they know, right? <laughs> They're not surprised that this game, that people don't think this game was very good. That's not some, some, you know. I mean, how many other fighting games does Konami have? Like, I don't think they've actually developed I mean, that many. No, not very many. I mean, they've got, like, uh, Castlevania Judgment and, like, Rumble Roses, but... Oh, shit, Rumble Roses was them. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. The world is crying out for a new Rumble Roses. God, I remember um, somebody showing off that game for me because they were really hyped for it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's the ladies and they wrestle. Yeah, like, I, th oh god, I think that was the game where said friend showed it off and like showed off the ta taunt of the uh, one of the female wrestlers. Where she turns around and slaps her butt and says "kochi kochi," and then he's and then he tells me that means "come over here" in Japanese. And I'm like, wow. oh, "Okay, thank you for demonstrating. Thank, thank you for demonstrating the one thing I'll remember about this fighting game." I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it worked on you. Uh, yeah. It's it's too bad. So here's. Unfortunately, it was developed by an actual wrestling fighting game developer. The problem is that that developer was Ukes, and Ukes, they're the bad ones. They're the ones that make bad fighting games. They're mm. or wrestling games. They're the ones who make who make their current like WWE wrestling games. They're mm. very bad at their jobs. They also don't have any money. It's not entirely their fault these days. They should be better than they are. But, um, I mean, Rumble Roses had like you could pick whether you wanted your you, the heel or face version of each character. That was kind of cool. Oh, that sounds like a cool idea. That's that's why I like checking out these bad games, because sometimes they have cool ideas, where, like, if I ever decide to make a block button that isn't just, like, 
deflect blow, but actually some kind of animation. I'll be like, yeah, that was the one good thing from Kensei. Let's take it and actually make it decent. Ah, <sighs> uh, now, hmm. it's like I want to check out Rumble Roses, but I also am going to just, it's just going to be horny and I'm going to be sad. <laughs> I mean, we can, well, I think it's fair that you pick a bad game and I pick a good one next time. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, we'll, we'll commit to, oh man, if there's Lady X and then Lady X Substance. But, oh, she's not neither heel nor face, she's a robot, and so she's neither one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Sounds like I know which game you're gonna pick. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, all right. Well, my friend, I think it's time to to wrap it up. Uh, if people appreciated your work here, want to see more of it, where would you recommend they go for that? Uh, you can check me out on Twitch.tv slash RealSoviet and uh, Twitter.com slash MDKII. That's MDK Roman numerals too. Excellent. And where can people find you, Six? Uh, I am Six Detmar. You can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. And you can find the work that I do on ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. Alrighty, well, uh, thank you all for listening to a uh, retro fighting game impressions Uh as newer things come on that are worth talking about, we will definitely talk about them. But uh, I guess for now we're digging digging back into the past. Oh no, Rumble Roses has a humiliation gauge. I hate this. Sounds like a lot of interesting system that need to be exposed. Pun not. Ah, but what? <laughs> I want to I wanna play <laughs> CVS3 with, K- with our groove. <laughs> for Roses' groove. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everybody. Bye.